Welcome to Tech East Tuesday, everyone. Live from the Tech East Fire and Water Restoration Studios uh, here on uh, Central. Uh, hold on. Uh, it's, um, I just got notified it's time for Tech East Tuesday. Oh, on your phone there. Yeah, yeah on we, my were just, phone. we were just saying we needed yeah. something to like count us down or yeah. count the clock. It's just yeah. a little. Uh, just slow. right at the beginning is when I put it on there for. Just right there. Just because that's, that's how. That's how far ahead i think uh oh yeah we're live here at slovak gaza make sure that you are checking us out tech east fire and water restorations facebook page Godzilla media's youtube as well as gaza's twitter and then of course wherever you get your podcast uh you can find crap like this there as well so make sure you like uh subscribe rate comment do all those things have we ever been rated like do you know if, like people rate us yes you can, like, you can read us uh rate us on spotify we have five stars which is good i've not seen so one you less rated than five us? So like you and your I, your family, I'm sure more people than that have done that. I might have rated us. I don't know. Is it like literally we're five stars? Yeah, that's that's oh the best you want. It's like Uber. It's low bar. That's a low bar. I would say we're at best four point seven five. Nothing would make me happier if someone on Apple downloads this like 24 hours from now and writes in a comment at least maybe a four point seven. Yeah, yeah. Just like leave yes. that as a comment. Now, not don't yeah. even put the rating. I think that's I think that's the like I mean if we're just being honest with it I just you know again it's I would listen to us while we're doing it that's it because it comes through the headphones after that I'm not sure I would uh today the category of good news bad want to play good news bad news yes what do you want first oh you've taught me this over the years you always ask for the bad news first bad news first because then you get cheered up right yeah I remember now bad news Sammy Supernova Castronova not selected in the XFL draft. Good news, he is signed with the Albany Empire, so he will be. Uh, he, good signs that he'll be back here because the XFL is too stupid to grab the man. So that works out well for everyone. Haha, <laughs> take no. Yeah, yeah I, don't I, take that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, eight, eight, eight XFL teams, dumbest draft I've ever seen in my life. Did you watch it? It was a live stream. I did not watch it. No. Uh, Stormy. I don't know her last name. Daniels. No. No. That's no. I, no that see, would come on. It, that would make it. Oh, here you go. Thank you, Stormy. Um, she was a porn star. She was. Oh, yeah. Uh, Stormy. I don't. She's a sideline reporter for ESPNU, stuff like that. But now she's obviously working with the XFL. She inter- introduces uh, Danny Garcia. Is that her name? Rock. Uh, Rock's sister. Rock's ex. I think. Isn't Ooh, it? Yeah, Rock's I think that's right. Yeah. Um, Oops. <laughs> You figured out where the buttons go. Um, she comes out and introduces, like, says, hey, thanks, whatever. And they, what they do is, so there was a pool of, of like, 13-plus quarterbacks to pick. And the eight teams had to pick from the quarterback pool. So you weren't allowed to, like, go rogue. Like, you couldn't go get Sammy Castronova because he wasn't in the pool. So... But what they did is they bring out the coach and the quarterbacks. So each team had two quarterbacks. The coach would come out with them. And the quarterbacks wouldn't talk. They would just stand there looking awkward as all hell. Good. Like I, There was a point where I was I looked at uh, Matt Woods, of course, of, uh, of Hobart and Shaker fame and Empire fame now. And I go, if you told me that one guy in the middle was sent out here by Impractical Jokers and doesn't know exactly why he's on the stage, I would believe you. Cause he just looked. He was like, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'll have to look and see who it, who it was. Yeah, I don't know what to do with my hands. Um, Steven Montez, who's now a matter, matter, member of the Seattle Sea Dragons, he just looked. He was just like, uh, uh, 
And he was wearing like a t-shirt with a jacket over the t-shirt and like whatever. So like he if you again, if you told me that he was like walking by, I, I think it's the um wherever the UFC guys do their ways and stuff, he was just walking by in a white t-shirt and somebody went, Hey, here's a hat, here's a jacket. You've been drafted by this by the Seattle Sea Dragons and and, and stand there and look like you belong. <laughs> He would, I would have bought it. I would have totally bought it because it was so awkward and uncomfortable. Also, he's, I believe, a former Pac 12 quarterback. So he probably had a little bit of the old uh, Pac 12 cloud around him, maybe. But he was, well, the only problem is he was standing next to Ben DiNucci, who, if uh, Jay, uh, the the powerhouse for the, that played Albany a couple times, he's played against Albany. Um, Oh, James Madison? Yeah, James Madison. Um, So Ben, and Ben DiNucci was probably because of the Cowboys' time. He's probably the biggest name that was in the draft today. It, it's actually not for you. It's not. There's a bigger name for you personally. So let's run through these uh, these real quick. The Arlington Renegades have Drew Plitt and Kyle Slaughter. Slaughter, Slaughter, I think, got was in the league for a little bit recently. A okay. lot of these guys have some kind of cred. I'm going to come back to D.C. because D.C., the defenders are probably your favorite team now. Uh, Houston Roughnecks, Caleb Ellaby, and Brandon Silvers. Then you got the Orlando Guardians, which is bullcrap, by the way. I hate that they took the name from the New York franchise and the logo and just threw it down to Orlando. I was going to say the logo was pretty similar, too. I think (laughs) I saw that on social media. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, what you did is, well, everything that's old in New York moves to Florida. So here, Um, Quentin Dormady and uh, DeAndre Francois. Oh, from Florida State. Correct. Yeah. San Antonio Brahmas have got uh, Jawan Pass. And Anthony Russo. And then uh, St. Louis Battlehawks, which I think is the only one who's actually carrying all the same stuff from last last go-round. Ryan Willis and then A.J. McCarron. You can't launch a league without A.J. McCarron. Well, his wife still be there. Catherine Webb, <clears throat> I hope so. I thought his wife was A.J. McCarron. Also, the San Antonio Brahmas, like the Brahma Bull, in honor of the Rock. I think so. Cool. Every one cool. of the logos look the same. Oh. Every one of them look the same to me. Except for the Seattle Sea Dragons. That looks like someone, like, your drunk friend goes, I tattoo you, look, I'll draw you a dragon. And then somebody ends up with a terrible tattoo because of that. Uh, also, you- I'd like to point out, sea dragons, according to the bubble guppies, is a very small fish, so we need to check on that. Well, it's, it could be true. Ben DiNucci, Steve Montez told you that one. Vegas Vipers have got uh, Jalen McClendon and Luis Perez. Now here's why I think you will be a D.C. Defenders fan. Eric Dunchy. Hey, all only, right. They're the only team with one quarterback, which makes me a little concerned. Because they're gonna have to get a second quarterback. Will they? Will that second quarterback end up being a guy from the NAL? I'm glad you waited for the DC defenders at the end for two reasons. There, <laughs> one because of the Dungy thing, and I'm happy to see him get another shot at professional football. And his mm-hmm. style is mm-hmm. entertaining. I guess the best way to describe it is a viral potential play. Like if the XFL has people not watching the games live, but they're watching on a second screen social media. Dungy's known to drop kick, jump over, run over people. So having a player that's exciting like so him, he's a clown. There's a gimmick. Gimmick's closer. <laughs> Gimmick's a bit closer. Uh, yeah, and the second part about the no quarterback there makes me think of two different things. Either one, the best quarterback playing professional football at a different league, Sam Castronova, potentially is that guy who slides in there. Maybe Jonathan Bain, who was really good as well. San Antonio Gunslinger's Jonathan Bain. Exactly. With a market that's already involved there, too, there's maybe some scouting that goes on regionally. It also makes me wonder, do you keep that for a quote-unquote 
bigger name. And I think you know well, what I mean by that. Well, like and that's so I believe there's a supplemental draft in January. So I think they're holding off and like, you know, when teams start dropping their practice squads, things of that nature, like, like, oh, I don't need to play anymore. I am no longer the backup for so and so and so and so. And and then you grab them. Oh, your mind went different than my mind went there. I thought that was Born? a situation. With like a Johnny Manziel or a Tebow or a Kaepernick, Manziel like is, float that out there for the XFL. Manziel, Manziel is balls deep in that fan control football, though. Like he's all about that. Like which is terrible. I can't watch it. It's terrible. It's just, it's just the, the fans who control that are not good at what they do. It's terrible. Drunk. Remember, what was it? Was it? Um, was it Merrill Hodge who always had the thing where it was similar to that? Yeah, where you could like you could call into the play. I just, every time I looked at that, I was like, dude, I feel like it's mad and just less fun. I think you said it to his face. I think you said it was mad and right too, but I think he came out as a compliment. But I think you left out the less fun part. But that's exactly right. It's a little uh, stranger. I mean, They're the guy doesn't think you. concussions exist. I'm not going <laughs> to. He'll easily kick the crap out of me. Go back and listen to that one if you want. It's a true story. He did. He debated the existence of concussions right there. So no Empire Row. I don't think he was welcome back on Radio Row. After he has that. not been back. No. After he walked around telling everybody concussions weren't real. He said it was COVID related. That book I think came out in 2019. It's like no, 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 Merrill. Definitely not COVID related. Why you're not coming back to Radio Row? Yeah. Don't think that's the reason why. That's why we're not back, right? <laughs> no Albany Empire player. That I'll keep no, I'll keep that one to myself. Uh, Albany Empire players are not on the move, which is a good thing. That roster, as of now, as we talk in mid-November, looks to be solid. But they're doing it like the USFL. So like tomorrow will be a bunch of the other positions. So tomorrow is when you'll see like linemen and stuff like that, or skilled players, I think, start moving. I think, like I said, I think the guys that we knew were in the were in that draft pool. Sammy was in the draft pool. Sammy Supernova Castronova. The the guy that would right now make me the there's two that would make me nervous if you're looking at the Empire roster. Darius Prince, of course, but I think Darius is kind of soured on the XFL after the way they treated him. The first go, well, second go around, I should say. He was on the Guardians uh, training camp squad, outperformed the guys they kept that ended up getting, like, that were hurt when he was there. And then they still let him go and kept the other guys. So, like, I could see him kind of going, you know, I'm good. I'm going to, I'm going to do what I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to go work out in Albany and hang out with Mike Corda, my best friend and slash, you know, stepfather. Um, <laughs> running joke in the office that he is actually Darius is Mike's oldest child. Um, they're just hysterical <laughs> when they get going. It's really great. Um, but Markel Wade is one to keep an eye on because he's got real speed. And if I was putting together an outdoor football team, that's a guy that I would look at and go, huh, what could he, because he, he could blow the top off a of defense for you. We nicknamed him during the season the secret weapon because everyone kept Markel Wade close to the chest right before kickoff that we've got a playmaker who's out here who's going to have a disruption in the league, and that's what he was this season. A lot of that plays with age, too, and that's no disrespect to DP, but a lot of this comes to they might take a risk on a player who might be 24, 23, rather than an established player who's closer to his late 20s, early 30s. And that's yeah. That's nothing to do with skill. That's just an investment. This right. is truly an investment that this league's making towards you some know, of these Obviously, players. other guys in the league, DJ Myers, Devin Wilson, who's suspended this year anyway. Uh, those are guys you got to keep an eye on. But I think, they're also, I think they already have something going on with the USFL. But like, those are the guys, if you're looking for NAL guys, that could potentially you know, be in play at some point. You, never, you, just, you, really, you really just never know because, it's, again, it's different. It's new. But I'm... On one hand, I like that they're doing the the staggered draft because it it's forcing teams to have the players to market. Because you know, like 
if if I'm if I'm doing the first overall pick, and I feel like the quarterbacks are kind of all the same, or or there isn't like an ultimate standout, like first round pick, maybe not first pick. I, there's nothing that's going to stop me from grabbing a left tackle, a defensive end, you know, a playmaker, and then getting my almost like fantasy football drafting and going back and getting a quarterback. Like if I if I look at the if I break down the draft pool right now and like okay, Ben DiNucci and uh, Eric Dungy are are one and two, and then everybody else is tied for three. Well, then why wouldn't why would I take a quarterback in the first round? I would sl- I would slide down and take I'll take one later. But I'll get now. I'll get his protection. I'll get his stuff. His thing. And I think the XFL is doing it this way to make sure that each team has a marketable player at quarterback to start. I feel like I should know this answer as a broadcaster for the team, and I yeah, really don't. Didn't use enough deodorant. No. Find me if you want. I'm going to pop up the graphic here. Okay. Could the NAL do this? Does the NAL? Ha- I don't remember there being a draft, and if there was, I missed <clears> it. I'm sorry. I didn't think there ever was a draft in the history of this league, but you're talking about the XFL from the Albany perspective, for sure. I think what the Capital Region sports fan has never had is something like this, where if you're a New York sports fan, we're going to talk about the Yankees, the Jets, the Giants, the teams that Capital Region and upstate New York sports fans really like. They don't get the opportunity to like welcome somebody to their city in a sponsored, probably not the right word there, uh, sponsored event. I guess I'll just go with it, though. Like, hey, tonight, these five players are going to come to the Capital Region. It's a little staggered free agency. Has the NAL ever considered it? Why or why not? And what could it mean for the league if they ever had a draft? Um, no, I don't think I don't think it has been considered. And my my opinion of it, and I'm not speaking for everyone in the league, the reason this model works so well is it empowers the player. So like you're not gonna get rich in the NAL. You're not gonna whatever. You shouldn't be forced to go like like let's say somebody lives in Orlando and knowing how the finances are going to work or whatever, they, the only way they can play in this league is to be a hometown guy. You can't force that poor guy to go to Albany. You know what I mean? So that's why I like, I like the way this works. And then, you know, my time uh, down south during those open tryouts, just seeing, you know, Coach McKinney run those things and just the athletes that are there, those guys came to those open tryouts because they know that they have a chance to make that team. That's what they want to play for that team. Empowers the players a little bit and gives them a little more a little more structure to their life. So they can decide where they go instead of being drafted in. Totally makes sense. And I guess to add to that as well, because of league size, and this could go to... I was told size didn't matter. Is that not? I think other professional sports leagues that it might have less than 20 teams. The fear is because of the dorks in the NBA and the dorks in the NFL. Like, if we lose every game, we'll be the best in the future. It doesn't always work that way. The fear is that the new popular thing is the tank. I've hit the microphone five times. I cannot believe you haven't slapped me yet. I have something in my nose. I'm sorry, our audio side. I've never done that, but I've hit the microphone. I'm going to, anyways. My cord is sitting at my desk. League size matters. You don't want tanking. That's why, also, another reason you don't want to have a giraffe. No, well, and, and, Literally, like, like, look at last year, right? San Antonio comes into the league. They start off slowly. They end up taking off, and they were they were in the mix the rest of the year. They won a bunch of uh, a bunch of awards. Um, those kind of things can be fixed in a league like this. You can go, you can find talent. You can find a guy, you know, like Kent, the quarterback, who is like, you know, I, I'm not going to play the whole year, but I'll come in when I want to if I can go where I want to. Guys like that, you know, Warren Smith Jr. I listen. I'm teaching. I'm coaching. I'm doing these things. I'd love to play, but it's got to be on my schedule. Okay, well, if somebody needs you at that time and it works out, great. If they don't, well, you you 
got to choose what you do. So it's it is it's empowering and it's and it it does it it levels the playing field. The, the playing field is as level as each ownership group wants it to be. We've got some movement in potentially the NAL coming with the XFL draft and everything else. But Levac, you and I a little movement for our schedule. You and I are going to be live Thursday. 4 to 5.30 in Mohawk Honda in Glenville, New York. We've got only two shows left in 2022 that we're going to be live in Mohawk Honda. We hope that you can come join us. Always great things going on in Mohawk Honda. Get yourself a new ride. Get yourself a new vehicle. I want to make sure I get this text right. I texted you this yesterday. I want to make sure I give love to this person. My wife dropped off her vehicle with our guy in service, the wonderful John Higgins. He's and, I, and I texted Levesque this quote from my wife. Uh, where is he? he goes Jordan left Mohawk Honda and goes I love John Higgins and I love this place don't <laughs> ever leave them that is the best endorsement I can give here for Mohawk Honda my wife has told me I will never buy another car from any other dealership <laughs> like Mohawk Honda John Higgins is the man appreciate you taking care of this us is as what, always. this is what yeah. cracks me up though. so you knew you needed work on her vehicle she drives a Chevrolet Equinox 75,000 miles does not fix her brakes and you knew it needed work. So I said to you, I go, dude, what are you, why are you stressing? You do one of two things. If it just, if it needs just work, call our guy, John. He's the, no one understands your inaptitude with automobiles more than John Higgins at Mohawk Honda. The guy's a freaking saint. His St. John, when you go in there, is what I'd like you to call him from now on. <laughs> Everybody, when you go and be like, I need St. John to take care of my vehicle, please. Um, and then if she decides she wants another Chevy, Mohawk family, you head up to exit 12, pull it in. Andy Gelcher and the crew, hey, what's going on, everybody? You know, boom, you're good either way. You're covered. Repairs, Honda, where you do a lot of your business. So if she needs another Chevrolet, Chevy, where I do my business. We're friends with the entire family, part of the family. And you're like, oh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> And then, boom, done. And you look like a hero. I guarantee you didn't tell her, oh, LeVac said we should go call John. Uh, okay. Yes, I did. Yeah, but I thought sure. you were going to say something else at the end. I thought you were going to say, you bet you didn't tell her to get a new vehicle. Because I told her to get a new vehicle. I needed to text her because she clearly listens to you more than me. Mohawk Honda, Mohawk Chevrolet. They go out of their way to please you. <laughs> get yourself a new ride. And listen to your husband once in a while. We'll, we'll get to that a little. I got I, some issues with her as well. I, too, I, think, I, think, I, I think we're going to have to bring in... Um, Levac's court. I think you're going to have to go to court. I think you have to go to the chair of judgment, as you, the yeah. microphone of judgment, as you used to enjoy over in the radio <laughs> days. I think Gaz is about to get pulled up to the microphone of judgment. It's going to happen today. Uh, we are live here. It is a Tech East Tuesday. Levac and Gaz live at the Tech East Fire and Water Restoration Studio. Some snow coming. Make sure that you're uh, prepared for that. Uh, make sure you're ready to give us a call if you need anything for your home or business. Uh, speaking of what you need if you're a Yankees fan is some news. Something. Tell me something. Tell me they've done something, guys. Give me something from the land oh, Yankees in pinstripes. Anthony Rizzo is back as a Yankee. He is coming back to the team. It looks to be a two-year deal I've got here. God, I hate Twitter and all these fake accounts. Oh I can't God, stand true, you. True. Anthony true. Rizzo, true. I'm going to read Jeff Passon's word-for-word tweet yeah. here. Joy being a Yankee, getting $20 million a year to staying, $17 million each of the first two years, plus a $6 million buyout and a 2025 option to stay in the Bronx. Anthony Rizzo, back for the Yankees, multiple-year deal. Um, Good news, bad news. I, I, lo I love Anthony Rizzo. It's a legit first baseman. It's very cool. Um, it's not sexy news, but it's good news. Everything I saw leading up to this was just about Josh Donaldson. 
and that he's going to be remain as the third baseman, which is not the worst thing you can you can do. It's just there there is this that I would like to put forward. I don't want to see the exact same roster. That doesn't mean I want to lose Aaron Judge. It doesn't mean I want to lose. I don't want to lose. I want to gain. I want to add. So if you're if you're bringing back Rizzo, you're bringing back Donaldson, you're bringing back a lot of these pieces. Hopefully, bringing back Judge. You better find a way to fix that freaking bullpen, because that was a strength of the team for so long. And to see it go from such a strong part of the team to such a crap part of the team was ridiculous. So happy Rizzo is back. Love that dude. He's a big hitter. He's a good fielder. He's a leader. He's he's got that that gravitas in the locker room that you kind of need too. Because Judge is, is like the face and, and you know hopefully the captain at some point, but he's not that guy who. I don't see everybody running to him when something's wrong, where I can see them running to Rizzo, going, hey, you've done a lot of different crap in this league. Like, what are we doing? Uh, so I think Rizzo, good, good one to have. Makes the lineup better, continues to hit. He's had a really good career. We've Basically said, a two-year deal. Yep. Uh, his aunt lives in Saratoga, loves the hideaway. Oh. She's come up to us before. It's been a long time. Really? She's, yeah, she used to have his baseball card. Do you guys like sports? My she never came up to me. It definitely came up to me. I don't know how we met. How did she come up to the non-Yankee fan at one of our events? This is a while ago. Yeah, he wasn't a Yankee yet, though. Yeah, he was playing for the Cubs at that point, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's his aunt because she said nephew, unless he just, like, was a cousin and called her. I'm almost oh. 100% sure his aunt lives in Saratoga and loves the hideaway. So if you see someone with a Rizzo shirt, is your nephew Anthony Rizzo. So there's some more New York ties for him. And then ask her, never mind, I'm not going to go there. Um, <laughs> no, so, all right, so good move. Bring back the foundation. Two-year deal is good, too. I like that because, you know, some of these guys, they keep bringing in a little too long. So good deal. I'm happy. Combo here with qualifying offers. Aaron Judge rejected. Jacob DeGrom rejected. Does speed matter? Brandon Nimmo as well on that list, too, another Met. Does speed matter? Like, the fact that, this one gets done before Judge. Is that too video game for the second time on this show where like you have the stack of players ranked overall and you went maybe to the top tier, the middle, rather than the, hey, let's take care of this guy first and figure out the money after that? Um, I think the only way the only way you were getting judged on first is if you did it before the season. You know what I mean? Like, because once he knew he was going to free agency, he's gonna hold your feet to the flames. Unless you blow him away and give him a deal that no one expects him to get, he's not getting done quickly. Because now he's, he's earned the right to test the market. You you pushed him out and said, go see if you can find something better. So now he's going to do that. But you have to build a team. Can you imagine if you didn't build a team and then you just thought he would just come back? Ugh, yeah, that's true. It would be, it would be <laughs> absurd. There's also a little bit of ego that plays the thing, too. Like, hey, we know you had six months to figure out the judge thing. Actually, you've had years to figure it out. Anthony Rizzo's right. like, guys, I'm here. Like, I, I'm willing to come back. I didn't like the first offer. We can talk. I want to get paid. Right. All this other stuff that can happen. With Judge and DeGrom, the market seems a lot different than the Harper Machado free agency buzz. Because, Youth. right? Youth. Yeah. Because, like, those guys were coming off of two off seasons where nobody wanted to spend. And they sort of set the market for the future because Garrett Cole got a huge deal and Trout got one later on. It's almost as if those guys broke through to help reset where it should be. Neither one of those guys, DeGrom or Judge, are going to be faced with, oh, if he was, oh, if it was 2018, he would have got more money. No, like they're going to get paid, whether it's the New York teams or not. Got a long offseason to go. I would, I would feel as if it's more likely to happen in 2023 than the end of the year, 2022. Why, why rush now at this point? The interesting thing is, too, like with those two players, like there's, 
the the hometown discount just ain't gonna happen. Like you judge, you had a chance to get judged at a hometown discount a long time ago. You didn't do it. Now you're gonna you're gonna play what you're gonna pay what the market will bear. As far as Degrom goes, I'm looking over at old two eyes over there, old two different colored eyes, and going if Scherzer's getting forty mil a year, he's not really even as good as I am right now. I want forty million dollars a year, and if you're not going to give me that, I'll go get it somewhere else. So, like, and you you set that tone. You're the one who put the money out there. Maybe it takes a little less, but it's going to be in that ballpark. Degrom, go get your money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you've Might seen your well. teammates do it, right? Like Matt Harvey could look back and say, "Did I make enough during my tenure for the Mets? Should I have jumped out quicker?" Syndergaard has bounced around a little bit, but he's had an opportunity to go a little deeper in the postseason as a flamethrower and everybody else. Figure out what happens after that. We got a long ways to go there for the Yankees and Mets and everybody else. Uh, it's not heartbreaking yet, though, LeVac. We saw some yeah. heartbreaking things. We could get talk some NFL now. Uh, I know we usually do the rapid recap, and we recap the games, but the New York teams deserve to stand alone before we dive into the rapid recap, especially what happened in these two New York games this week. And let's start with what I believe to be not the first – but also the first, second, and third best game of the NFL season. Minnesota, <laughs> Buffalo, unbelievable how back and forth the plays made in this game, the best game of the NFL season, the Bills lost. Yeah, first of all, uh, if, if Brady can't play after four, Kirk Cousins should only play at one. <laughs> like 1 p.m. Kirk, different, different cat, just different animal. Um, I have the, the takeaway for me, besides the fact that Justin Jefferson is, is not from this planet, he is not from this planet, the Bills are too reliant on Josh Allen. They don't have anything else. Like, they don't have the running game they need. The You know, they have the wide receivers. I mean, you know, Stephon Diggs is amazing, and Gabe Davis is amazing. But like, Josh Allen has got it back in his head that he has to do it all, and that includes running a lot, which – I don't know if that's because there's no running game or is it because Brian Dable was a bigger part of keeping him in the pocket than we realized. Those are the only things. If Josh Allen is is, is more comfortable handing the ball off, you know, drop, you know, checking down instead of running, I think they win games and he's in better physical condition right now. I, I wonder if it's Brian Dable not being there that's costing them uh, the, the health and wellness of one Josh Allen. Ken Dorsey versus Brian Dayball. Dayball has proven he's been a better play caller and overall better coach, although Dorsey's fine. Dayball's fantastic this season for the Giants. Josh Allen is getting more of the Brett Favre comparison now than Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes, like because of his freestyling approach, would get it. Now the Favre, what the hell are you doing, is turning into Josh Allen, which was his biggest criticism early in his career. I know I sent you this text. I'm in a group chat with my buddies back in Syracuse. And after the Bills get that fourth down stop, I texted out, what a win. Oh, and then Josh Allen did something. Wow. This is at least the second time this That's year. That's a dick move on your part. Wow. Do you really? You, you early congratulated? Oh, yeah. My buddy Jesse said, you're wow. out of this group chat. You, you're you out. Should, Bills fans, what is it? What's your Gaza? Gaza T-O-M-G-O-Z-Z. On, on Twitter, Twitter. At T-O-M-G-O-Z-Z. Thank God for your your loss. That's never happened before. That a quarterback fumbles the snap in the end zone. I know Philip Rivers did it on a Sunday night football. I'm positive. Um, the Chargers were in ultimate choke mode. I know Philip Rivers did that trying to take a knee. Positive. But fumbling in your own end zone and then coming back and Allen 
like you said, does it by himself on that drive and throws it for a second time into Patrick Peterson's chest. And I know uh, Sean McDermott is aggressive. They're up 27 to 10 for the second time this season. John Harbaugh did it for the Ravens. Just take the points when you're up 10. Don't throw a pick to Peterson for the first time. Just take the three and get up by 13. So it's a little mix of everything. Josh Allen turned over the football, doing too much. You could argue that's been one of the worst coached games by the Bills. Uh, the AFC East is loaded. Levac, they went from the league leader in that spot, the division leader, to now on the brink of missing the postseason. They'd be the sixth seed today if the postseason started. Ryan, it, McCar- Ryan McCarthy, yeah. uh, you weren't the only one. Bills on Twitter. Fourth down stop, ball game. It was send that to me. Okay. Text that to me. He did. Oh, did he? Yeah. Thank you, Ryan. I appreciate that. That makes me feel better. Okay, that gets you a no credentials required <laughs> plug. After today's show, you uh, you should check out that show. I think it's like seven o'clock tonight. Uh, that gets you the plug. You there get you a go, plug Ryan. Well done. Useful information. That's that's the, good. The Vikings are eight and one, and I still don't consider them the best team in the NFL. Um, man, it is it, it is hard to deny what they could be. Like, I, are they there yet? No. But you've got a young head coach. You've got a, a new system being implemented and being learned and getting better at every day. That was special. That 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 win, that could be the win that puts them like in that mindset of like who's going to beat us. Like they become world beaters. Um, that that was interesting. I I can't wait to just see if Allen, like if McDermott or somebody who who puts Allen back in the bottle. Just like I love you. You're killing it. Your MVP status. You're great. I don't need hero ball. I need you to. I need you to do what you did last year and the year before. You know, make the smart play, not always the big play. I don't think it's ever going to happen. I think he's going to. This is the Josh Allen we get for the rest of his life. They oh, might try. Man. I don't know if it'll ever happen. Uh, Corey, I love this point. Corey said, everyone's saying, why didn't the Bills take the safety? One other play. So there was 49 seconds on the clock there. If they had run that down to 19, a lot of times when I see the team take an intentional safety, it's at yeah. the end of the game so a team can't get the ball back and they don't want right. to give up six. So they're probably a play away from taking that intentional safety. And it's also easy to say now, hindsight 2020, if I can't believe our quarterback dropped the ball on a snap in right. the end. Of- Throwing interceptions, yeah. dropping balls. Yeah, I, the one thing I will say, though, I still love I love that guy because he says, like, I played like crap. Mm-hmm. I, I did it. It was me. It's never one of those things like, well, you know, the center quarterback exchange, it was this, it was that. Like, it's that was me. It was me. So, like, I love that. And that's I think his, his teammates will still love him. No matter what. And I'm blanking on the name. I don't think it's Jordan Poyer, but somebody, one of the Bills defensive backs owned it as well on 4th and 18. He's like, I try to make a play on the ball. Why don't I just bat it down? I'm trying to make a pick yeah. there at 4th and 18. I got to be better. So, yeah, everyone's got the ownership on the Bills. How about the New York Giants? How first, about the one win out of first place in the New York Giants? Woo! Not, not just first place. Jordan Rodon, he retweeted it, right? Is that top seed in the NFC? Yeah. New yeah. York Giants? First place oh in the East and potentially top seed in, in the NFC. Um insane insane and this is a this is a game where it's the texans 24 16 you can kind of take a look at that and maybe say like why didn't you win by more i don't think the giants under brian dable are ever going to be the oh well you know we ran the score up i think they're going to be the is it over did we score more than they did we're good like i think it's all your they're never going to be that team the fact that with daniel jones with a wide receiver core of, I think, four of the guys just were riding bikes down Central Ave. 
like they're winning football games. They're seven and two. They look like they're on a uh, steamroll headed for the uh, for the playoffs. <laughs> it is. Uh, We're laughing at Mike Corda making. Dude, he just didn't want us to look at him when he was leaving either. You I, tell the thing about Mike Corda that is amazing to me. I'm very. I'm funny. I say I do whatever. He can get the same amount of laughter with a with a look that I have to work for. <laughs> like he just goes by guys doing a no no yeah. no no no, and it was and it was funny. And where I would have had to like put you know canned ham on the window to get the laugh. Tony Soprano, there he goes. I um I, I his um OnlyFans name James Gandolfili. <laughs> I've came up with that for him today. Go ahead, whatever you want. <laughs> oh no, I like that one. Oh no, no, no. Oh, it's dead forever. No. Dead there forever. we go. That's dead bad. forever. I'm sorry. Oh, I really like that. Yeah. James Gandolfili. That's uh, that's his new porn name. I hope it catches on. It's just lingering. Yeah, just lingering there. It's weird at the end. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's when he comes into the scenes. Mike's a Giants fan, so maybe he'll plug us into his How phone here. This? Listen to this. I yeah. text him that tweet from Jordan Ronan saying they're the number one team. You know what he writes back? I still hate Danny Dimes. <laughs> Hey, I, Mike, I've been one of the biggest. Send this cut to him. Someone chop it up. One of the interns send this. I've been one of the biggest Danny Dimes. Are there people here I'm unaware of? Danny Dimes critics. The building. Guess what? It is, Danny Dimes is never Mahomes or Allen or any of these guys. That he's nowhere close. He's not turning over the football. The stats are all over the place. That like Danny Dimes this season has a third of the turnovers that Tom Brady's had X amount of quarter-to-quarter matchups, which is bizarre. Like percentage throws. Daniel Jones is better than Tom Brady. All these analytic numbers are telling us that Daniel Jones is outplaying Tom Brady, and he doesn't turn over the football. He works for what you're doing. It's it's good enough. They're winning games. The defense is great. He's running the offense. There's You can't blame them for anything if they're winning football games. It's not great. It's a perfect B. And by the oh. way, Brandy Cooks' touchdown, uh, which got taken off the board for Houston. For those of you who played the under, thank you very much. I'll take that. <laughs> it could have also been a whole different game if they keep that touchdown on the board. That's a holding call. Who cares? The Giants win. But just like to point that out as well. They get, did get a nice break there with that touchdown getting taken off the how board. Far, how far do they go? Are they a real contender? With that defense and the matchups potentially they get in the postseason, they can win a game in the postseason. Now, they could potentially, oh, my God, talking this out loud is wild. I was like, okay, well, if they're not probably going to win the division. I'd still take Philly or Dallas ahead of them, even though they're only a game back. But let's just say, for instance, they play in the wild card round. Let's say they play Tampa. Tampa's offense hasn't been that impressive. I know the game would be in Tampa. Well, it'd probably be a three-point game. We'll just, for the sake of this conversation, say they could beat Tampa, even though I'm wearing my Buccaneer shirt right now. Okay. So it's possible that they're the lowest remaining team into the divisional round. And that means they're either going to get Dallas or Philly a third time. So you get a divisional matchup in the divisional round. Are you re 50-50 game? Are you re-signing Daniel Jones? Remember, you only have one franchise tag, which you're probably going to need for Barkley. Hmm. I would. Who I like. I like how we did the baseball stuff earlier in the show because I'd do a baseball move on Daniel Jones. The answer is no. Okay. I would not re-sign Daniel Jones. However. I would wait a very long time. So I would let him go into free agency. I would not franchise tag him. I'm glad you brought that up first. I would not tag him. I would let free agency start and watch what happens. Now, if someone offers, if Carolina offers him a $14 million deal, I don't like anybody in the draft, you lost Daniel Jones. Okay, you'll figure it out. I would let that play out. If you can get him to come back at like a 
bottom percentage tier quarterback and you don't like anything else, I'm considering it for if the you first time. To do a three year, $75 million deal with some bonuses and everything. <sighs> Has a chance to make 100 mil over, the time, over that time. 25 million a year. You got your quarterback locked up for three years as a young guy. You got more time to take take a look at maybe, you know, maybe two years in, you're redoing it. Maybe a year in, you're redoing it because he gets better. Three years, 75 mil. Oh, man. I don't know if I'm, if I'm, if I sign it, if I'm him. Do you think you play for more money? I, I mean, how deep the team goes? He's a starting oh, quarterback. You got to try. You put yourself out of drafting a quarterback. You don't get to draft a quarterback. You can't draft his replacement this year. You played too well. Here are the names that are popping in my head. Like, aren't these quarterbacks better? Jameis Winston? Nope. He's on the bench. Marcus Mariota? How is he not on the bench? Baker Mayfield? No. Sam Darnold? Still not. Like, these quarterbacks that would have likely been 2023 free agents have all nowhere close to being in contention to be on the the Giants now. The only guy that I would take over him, and that's if it's real, if the Raiders are really tanking, I might give them something for Derek Carr, but you're still going to be paying right around the same amount of money, and it's a guy who doesn't know your system. Okay, okay, the car thing has my mind spinning here a little bit because okay, if you I've cars better, cars better, mm-hmm. the money thing is the situation. What do you do but with Barkley's contract? And how much do you have to give up to a wide receiver now that the wide receiver market's been restructured with some big deals? I keep thinking of my guy Hendon Hooker from Tennessee, even though he's an old man at 25, <laughs> which is just gonna be the quarterback, and you think Hooker's gonna be better than Jones. That's easy to say when he's gonna have to learn a whole new offense that's not that blur. Come on. Um, wait. All right. If this was poker, I'd say check and just hope it goes around the table. I get to see another card. I would check I'll on Daniel you, if I Jones. Give him for three seventy-five, guarantees sixty of it. You know, thirty million signing bonus, some nonsense like that. Lock him up because you're gonna probably he keeps playing the way he's playing another year. You're gonna need to redo the deal after one year anyway. I don't know why I find this funny, but if Dave Gettleman was the GM, he'd already be signed, right? Like what? Probably. What again? That kid would already been like. Probably. Here's your money, kid. You're coming back. We're not yeah. even doing this. I got Probably. this one right. Well, yeah, because again, uh, yeah, it's a victory lap. Yeah. It's your guy. So yeah, I. But again, Giants. I, I'm, they're fun to watch. Thank God they're fun to watch because the Raiders are crap. They're let's just crap. let's discuss your Raiders and a few other non-New York teams here in our NFL rapid recap where we talk about the games, the storylines, and more from the week. But first. Let's tell you about our friends over at Lily and David Fine Jewelers. November is here. It is the holiday season. My Christmas tree has gone up. You got it up? I got it up. Kid wanted it up. He wanted to see the ornaments. He kept staring at the one that looked like a dragon and one that looked like a dinosaur. So the Christmas tree is up. So that means the holiday gifts are approaching. Make sure you get her something nice this season, whatever it is. The earring, the necklace, the piece of jewelry. And for some of you, you're going to pop the question. You're getting engaged this holiday season. Guess what? It's really not a secret. Some of you have already been pressured by your in-laws to make it happen. Make sure you get the right ring at Lily and David Fine Jewelers. I know from experience, that's where I bought my engagement ring. Sweating, nervous, not knowing exactly what fit the budget. Luckily, Alyssa, David, and the crew there can help you find exactly what she is looking for. Affordable this holiday season. Lily and David Guys, Fine do you, Jewelers. Do you feel like you've learned enough from Alyssa and the crew at Lily and David Fine Jewelers? Like, if I told you something I thought somebody did wrong, you could tell me what the compensatory gift from Lillian David should be? No. You don't think you've learned enough to do I, I wish I could say yes, but I feel like my – I've been leaning too much on Alyssa to help me with those things, and I haven't I wish Alyssa doing was my work. listening right now or watching on Techie's Fire and Water Restoration Facebook page. Because, so, like, i got a buddy whose wife is very pregnant. She's – very close to giving birth. Um, 
she needed work done on her vehicle. He had her take it to get the work done. Um, he then let her take his vehicle the next day for work or whatever. And when she brought it back, he's complaining because she didn't put gas in his car, mm -hmm. which he knew when he gave her, it only it had like less than a hundred miles of gas range left. So he's mad at her for not putting gas in his car that he gave her with almost no gas in it. Meanwhile, it's like 30 degrees outside. She's extremely pregnant, and he expected her to stop and pump his gas. That sounds like me. It is a few you. Minutes you ago. did that. You did that. You did that. How are you not filling both gas tanks? Your wife is, uh, is she seven months pregnant? Yeah. Seven uh, months pregnant with your second child, and you came in here, I'm sorry, I'm 10 minutes late. You think she'd put gas in my car? I'm like, well, how much did you know how much gas? So, yeah, like 100 miles left. She's fine. She'll be able to do it. She's I, been running around Albany with my credit card. You hear me, woman? I want my credit card back. Years of dating. This is the you, first time in 15 years she gets it. And you would think it's a movie scene with her just spending away. What'd she spend money on? Oh, God. Groceries, diapers. Things, things for, for your household. I'm just who's I, gonna pay for the gas now? Apparently, you you're gonna have to pay for your own gas for once. I, I I'm amazed by you. Like, what do you mean? Alyssa I'm is listening. Responsible life Alyssa, stuff. If Alyssa if Alyssa is listening, please tell him what he needs to buy his poor wife to make up for the fact that she he's mad at her that she's not pumping his gas. How I mean, I got a Snapchat. Okay, I thought that was me getting in trouble there. I would be that awesome. Away. I can't. I would. I can't believe it. Love is tender. Love is blind. Is that what the expression is? My wife and I are madly in love. Gaz is clueless. Jordan is blind, I think is what it comes down All to. All I want is my credit card back. I know she's listening. I think she should be able to go buy herself something that Lily and David find jewelers with it. <laughs> if I don't see my card later this month, Wait. I'm going to know exactly Do where that payment came. you have a job? Yes, right here. Gaz Lavinia. Wait, you call this is work? Yes. So she has a real job. She's popping out the kids. You expect her to get the gas, and you're mad at her for using your credit card. Who? What do you? What, how do you pay the credit card bill? With my money from that, here. That's the thing. She got this big old fancy job. She's talking about this old fancy thing. Oh, Tommy boy's paying bills over here. You out in the cold. I didn't even wear a jacket. Oh shoot, I did wear a jacket. That doesn't work. Fine, you, I'll fill up the car with your. If I have a credit card. You're you're a stay-at-home dad. You should be doing no, all no, no. work. Some call me a media mogul. Who? Who calls you that besides you? <laughs> you ever you ever have somebody call you that? It's not in that magic window they call a mirror. <laughs> what was that Stephen Montaz earlier? Yeah. <laughs> Todd McCloskey is CBS six calls you, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll fill up the gas. Right. I'll fill it up later. You better go get her some like a nice candy bar or something right. at home. At Tom Goss. T-O-M-G-O is easy if you have any other marital advice you'd like to share. Or, or yeah, if you've got marital questions, just do the opposite. Whatever God's <laughs> recommend. I can't even stay in a dating relationship. This guy's out here, got his pregnant wife on the side of the road, freezing her ass off with no gas in the car. He's like, yeah, it's fine. She'll get, she'll figure it out. She's tough. At least she's got a kid with her or anything. Yeah, she's fine. It'll be okay. Right, we got <laughs>
Lions 31, Bears 30. Lions, Bears, animals that Joss's wife wish would attack him constantly. <laughs> uh, Justin Fields, man, what a fantastic player. Again, a huge statistical Mr. game for Fields. Fields. He's yep. baking. He's baking. The what Lions, 21 points in the fourth quarter. Missed extra point. You feel for this one that Chicago's gotten a lot better. And what's the stat now? They've become the first team in 30 years to blow three two-touchdown leads in the second half. Yeah, I, but it's they gave away so much defense that you like how you could still be shocked that they're giving up points when their their defensive stars are on other teams. The Ravens and the Eagles have the guys that could have stopped those those cascading losses from happening. But no, they didn't. Um the way the offense is performing, the way Justin Fields is performing, you can kind of I thought the Chase Claypool trade was just to give the finger to the Packers. But I think it was more than that. I think they I think they feel like their offense is close. And I think they feel like they can go get the defensive pieces if they need them and they're gonna have to. But you can build around fields, which is which is cool because I didn't think that was a thing. Fields has been a lot better than Trevor Lawrence, and he deserves more credit in that comparison between those two. I have to He's a fantasy stud at, li- at worst. This this great person who just came up right to the window. I don't know if it's the reflection. Don. Oh, that is him. It Don. didn't look like yeah. him right there. Yeah, it's Don. Okay. Don. All right. Mr. Don is. Garner. He my, got my so close to that window. and you I wanted to make sure you could see him. I saw him. <laughs> All that stuff you said, I agree. Uh, as for Detroit, Dan Campbell, Jamal Williams is probably going to find himself a career on some other team. He's got about eight touchdowns now. He can sign maybe in the offseason, although he seems to be a leader in that locker room. You gotta have, you gotta have two running backs. Like it's it, you, yeah. the old saying used to be: if you have two quarterbacks, it means you don't have one. Now it's like if you don't have two running backs, you don't have any. So you need two. You need because Swift hasn't been healthy, and no. there's nothing that tells me he's gonna be. So you, he, if they let him leave, they're kind of out of their minds. We're a little all over the place here with the one o'clock window games. I'm not sure why that's stacked in this order. So we're gonna jump to. I believe Tennessee and Denver was in a one o'clock, a four o'clock window. Anyways, uh, the Titans 17-10 winners in this one. Ryan Tannehill comes back into the game. Two touchdown passes from Ryan Tannehill. Denver, Denver are you stinks. ever going to find any offense they even after stink. the bye week? They are terrible, man. They, they, that's just, listen, that AFC West turned out to be such a, a, a pile of fool's gold. Um, the Denver is just, can you imagine having that contract out there on Russ Wilson? And again, you know, you know that you brought in Buddy Hackett because you thought he was bringing Aaron Rodgers with him. You couldn't get that. Like, oh, it's Russ Wilson. He's good. He's really good. He's a Pro Bowl quarterback. Dual threat, can run, can throw. Perfect. Nice deep ball. Perfect for our, our receiving core. Yeah, Jerry Judy is, is is about as fragile as candy glass. I didn't call him a candy ass. I could though. Um, Rudy Poo, Rudy Poo, <laughs> candy ass. I like the, I like the vibrations in this he, room too. He, when likes, he said that uh, if he, he likes pie. He is like he likes strudel. He's like pie. Um, <laughs> no, it's just Denver is in Russia because you know how do you get better? You're stuck with Russell Wilson. You can't get rid of him. You're probably stuck with Buddy Hackett too. You know it's it's bad unless you can get the Packers to send you over Aaron Rodgers for Russell Wilson. I think you're SOL. I'm filled with the stats here on the rapid recap because I've seen a stat now that said eight and one. Eight and one would be Denver's record if the offense scored two touchdowns a game. So if you just had (laughs) two, right? Like two, and you gave up Chubb. Unbelievable. Two offensive touchdowns. That's counting field goals, counting everything else. You would be eight and one. 
That's how bad the offense is right now. I'm, st- I'm still with it. Melvin Gordon probably shouldn't be on the roster because he's been ineffective. Latavius Murray's off the street. He hasn't done enough. Oh. Cortland Sutton's a little all over the place if you're a stat person because I know some people think he's a top 20 wide receiver. He lost to Ithaca this weekend. Nice. Nice. Uh, he really has only been in the end zone one time and a half this season. It's a total mess in Denver. It's simple and easy as that. The offense is historically bad right now out there in the Mountain State, and they're likely out of contention there in the AFC West. Chiefs, I feel worse about them than I feel about the Raiders. I really do. Ooh. Well, the Raiders beat them. Interesting. I have a follow-up to that. I'm going to save that one before we get to the Raiders. For the Raiders. 27-17, the final score. Kansas City defeats Jacksonville. Jacksonville earlier in this game looked as if they might have the opportunity to pounce on an upset but kansas city has a guy named patrick mahomes who threw four touchdowns and is very good at being a quarterback in the nfl how good do you have to be that you throw for 330 plus yards you you lead this this victory over a very good jacksonville team jacksonville is not no one's getting easy w's over jacksonville anymore it's just not happening they're getting w's it's not easy and no one's talking about mahomes he's an afterthought we're all sitting here going, oh, my God, Geno Smith. Oh, my God, this one. It's like, well, Pat Mahomes is, is crushing everyone. And it's like, well, yeah, but that's what he does. Like, it's just, it's it's crazy it's a, how it's, good he is. It's his new line, right? Like, his spot is, this is what we expect from Patrick Mahomes, and we're almost taking it for granted that he's going to go for 300-plus yards and four touchdowns a game. I wanted to make sure I got this Jacksonville stat right, so I'm double-checking this, and it is, yeah, that is an incredible stat. Okay, so Jacksonville is right now 3-7. and seven. That loss against Kansas City was a 10-point loss. Before that, their six losses were all single-digit losses. So Jacksonville, in similar fashion to Denver, has been in every single game this season, just hasn't been able to find that right spot, that fourth-quarter play, that right turnover to push them over the top. Here's another wild thought about Kansas City. Mahomes is that good. Juju Smith-Schuster is finally starting to emerge a little bit post-Tyreek Hill. Travis Kelsey, we know how good he is. Video game fans for the third time on the show. Just imagine a no running back for Kansas City. <laughs> oh. What if they just went full Texas Tech? His alma mater, four, five wide a play. We're just going to let Mahomes step back and sling it. We're never going to run the football. And I say that half joking, but who the hell is the starting running back now for Kansas City? Edwards Hilaire was out there for less than 10% of the snaps. Uh, Paccio, I had a different accent to it every week. The kid from <laughs> Rutgers. I don't know. McKinnon's got like no knees. They have no running back in Kansas City. That might come back to cost them later in the season, but it hasn't right now. Yeah, it is. Man, Dol- they're good though. Dolphins 39, Browns 17. Tua, 7-3, Miami Dolphins. Man, we are now having a discussion whether or not Miami could be the best team in the AFC. I think they're the best offense in, in the league, right? I mean, they've got a mm-hmm. ton of points. I think there's only like two teams who are more points for than, than Miami. The defense is still a little bit to be desired. But what, is, what started as a stupid-sounding you know, anecdote is becoming very real. The Dolphins have never lost a game that Tua has begun and finished. So if, 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 he's, if he trots out and starts that game for the coin toss, and then he's out there doing the jersey swap at the end, that's a W for the fish. That's a W. All right, I'm going to give you a 50-50 here. What do you feel more confident in? All right, more confident in. Tua playing at an MVP level for the rest of the season or the Miami Dolphins winning a playoff game? 
Some of these are going to be tough throughout this rapid recap. This is one of the I'll tough go, ones. I'll go, um, I'll go to an MVP because that defense is – that defense could still get a if – you, if, you, if they don't win the AFC East, which they very well could, right now they're in the lead, um, that they could play – they could end up playing a team – you know, they, if they end up going up against Kansas City somehow, yeah, it's not going to be good for them. I would lean towards them getting a playoff win just because they find themselves to be more and more balanced. Even though that offense is good, the defense gets underrated a little bit. I'm not taking anything away from Tua. He's definitely an MVP candidate right now. He's been awesome. One of the truly the best quarterbacks, one of the best stories in the NFL this season. I don't know if you're allowed to win the comeback of the year when you were hurt during this season after his concussion, but it feels like Tua is somewhere in the comeback of the year discussion. I kind of just would like to see Mike McDaniel with another quarterback. Because he won in San Francisco, and the San Francisco quarterbacks aren't great post-McDaniel. Nothing against Tua, but Lamar Jackson next year. Still. How do you how do you move <laughs> on from, from this? Lamar Jackson. Tyreek Hill has got his foot of like Lamar Jackson could could go out and just torch the league the rest of the year, and he might come in third in the MVP vote behind Tua and Tyreek Hill. So no, I I think you're yeah, I think you're SOL on that one, buddy. 20 to 10 the final, the Steelers over the what Saints. About the Giants. What about Brian Dable with Lamar Jackson? Yeah, I like that too. I like that a lot. I think if you said any team right now, I'd say yes to yeah, Lamar Jackson. Right. 20 to 10 final. This was, I call this one, Vegas, Atlantic City's favorite game. New Orleans opened up as a two and a half point favorite. Pittsburgh ended that Sunday as the favorite. Watts returned, TJ Watt. I don't know if it's that big of a factor, but Pittsburgh. This felt more like a grinded-out victory in New Orleans. Oh, they looked like one of the worst teams in the NFL. Here's, here's the problem that you're missing on this. First of all, I called it. This is one of the ones I got right. Lock. Um, Pittsburgh is a freaking playoff team. Here's, here's, they win that game, right? You get the Bengals next week. They're at the Colts, at the Falcons, Ravens, at the Panthers, Raiders, Ravens again, Browns. Hardest team they face are the Bengals and the Ravens. And by the way, they do really, really well against them. Now, the Browns, you don't know what they're going to be with Deshaun Watson. They got there's a there's a chance that the Steelers with TJ Watt with a running game come in here and, and grab a wild card in a year where they look like they were done. And I believe that Cincinnati game you mentioned, the no, the most recent one coming up is in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So you get a divisional game at home. Mm-hmm. That schedule is nice. 25 kick. They they've got the only thing that is in their way is those division games they've got left. Because, again, you don't know what the Browns are going to be with Deshaun Watson. I mean, they may be able to, like, you know, massage their way into the playoffs. Uh, the Bengals are not the Bengals. And then the Ravens The Ravens look really, really good. But at the same time, they're not world beaters. Steelers with Tomlin and, and a running game and T.J. Watt healthy getting in there making a, wreaking some havoc. Look out. There's a lot of teams that don't have faith in the AFC. Steelers are giving me a little bit more faith than others. If I had a faith ranking, the first ever God's faith ranking, oh. Pittsburgh would be ranked a little higher than most teams. Uh, speaking about the AFC, here we go. The Indianapolis Colts, led by first-time head coach Jeff Saturday. <laughs> like they say, guys, any given Saturday. Any team can beat anybody any given Saturday. Sunday. Oh, no, I just meant this. Any given freaking guy named Saturday can come coach your team and you beat the Raiders. The Raiders lost by five. Why don't you go ahead? I know you gave us a little preview on Pugsley's pit earlier today. Um, just just heartbreaking. Just just absolutely heartbreaking to uh, lose as, as many games as they lose. And I, and I knew it. I just knew it. 
I knew they were going to lose this freaking game. There was no way they lose this game. And they were like, hell yeah, hold my beer. Um, I think the only way Mark Davis is not the biggest flipping moron on the planet is if the tank is on. Is it's the only that's the only way that it's not that he is not a jackass and a buffoon because I get it. I would rather he came out and just flat. If it's not tanking, I would rather he just flat out came out and said, "I'm not going to trash Josh McDaniels because I'm not paying three coaches at once." I um, I know that the way John Gruden left, there may or may not be there's money. Like he's getting money from the Raiders still. He had a ten year, ten million a year contract, a hundred million dollar contract. He's getting paid. You can't find the actual numbers on Josh McDaniel's contract. I actually saw an article. He's making about a million a year. Only if they give him 50 up front. He was making <laughs> yeah, 4 million a sense. year to be an assistant in, in, in New England. So, and you brought in him and, uh, it was Dirk Diggler. I can't think of his name. The, the Dirk GM. Cutter? Yeah, no, the the, the GM, uh, Ziggler, Zeke, Zeke the yeah, yeah, okay. douche, whatever the hell. I'm going to call him Dirk Diggler from, until they start winning Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler is fine with me too, whatever. Um, you, you, you're, 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 you're tied to them. I get it. You, you're stuck, you think. But to come out and instant, no, he's doing a great job. Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your mind? First of all, don't answer that. It's rhetorical. I've seen your bangs. Second of all, what the fuck? Like, what in the actual? To come out, like, you spit in the face of everyone in Raider Nation when you come out and instantly go, he's doing a great job. I would rather you came out and said, guys, there's a plan. There's a timetable. We're getting it, it. It feels bad right now, but trust me, we're okay. I'd rather you did that than, no, he's a great job. No, fuck you. And Max Crosby, to have Mad Max come out and apologize to Raider Nation on Twitter, to have Derek Carr go out and cry. And I like you know I would I would prefer if he just kept it all about like the fans you know, turn it into like what everybody does to get in the games whatever, but like to have those things come out and then to have your owner come out and go oh right, everybody this is great Josh has got it all together don't worry <laughs> you moron like oh it is it's painful it's painful I go back to what you said at the start there about if it's a tank then own the tank hey oh. our previous GM was historically bad with picks for stuff on and off the field. It's hard for any organization in professional football to come back from that. Like, we just don't have the dogs on defense to make plays. We've got a few really, really good players, but it's 11 guys on the field. We've got a ways to go. We've got young guys got to get, like, you could have done a few cliche answers if you were Mark right. Davis to say something like that. Come out, come out and literally go, trust the process and then wink. Trust the process. That's it. And it's not even one of these games where, like, okay, the Raiders are significantly better than the Colts, like, and they had like six turnovers, or somebody got hurt, or a miracle play happened for the. For a majority of that game, Indianapolis is better than Vegas. There weren't a lot of times in that game. I know the third quarter had a little bit of a swing there, but it was majority of the time, like, okay, Indy's in this game. Jonathan Taylor had a pop off run. They could argue some a broken play, maybe, but Matt Ryan had a forty yard run in that game. Yeah, that's a that's, coverage breakdown. That's, that's coaching. Insane. You know, like there's got to be some situational stuff where you're like, hey, Saturday hasn't been in the film room. Can we just give him something? Do you know why they're good at? When, oh, when he came God. out of college, he was called Matty Ice because he was super cool, right? You know, Boston College. Couldn't rattle him. 
Now he's called Matty Ice because he moves at the same speed as a glacier. <laughs> and he and he and he broke a forty yard run on your acid. That's uh, that's that's a lot to deal with. That's Un- a lot to, to to drink in. Untouched forty yards. So was uh, he yeah. like he broke a tackler on the sidelines? Yeah, or... it's not good. But like here's here's what I would love to have happen, right? Because you, I, Josh McDaniels is the kind of guy that I if if this is a tank. And he actually controls his ego to the point where he never flat out says, hey, guys, look at what I've done. Look at, I've been up 17 points three times and lost those games. I did that on purpose. I can lose. I'm so good at this. I can lose with the better team, and the team doesn't even know I'm doing it. If, he, if, if, if that's real and he keeps it to himself, he's matured, and, and the Raiders are going to be great in a year or two. But you get so much talent. There's so much talent on this team. Who's coming out in the draft that's worth this kind of bullshit? If if it's not a quarterback, because again, you extended Carr, which I, Carr's contract is pretty. I, I can imagine somebody giving, like, still wanting that contract for a couple twos, or maybe a three or so. I don't know, conditional four, whatever it is. So it's a, it, it's a good contract for that. But if it's not a quarterback, who's in this draft that's worth? Even if it is a quarterback. Who's worth the second pick? Who's worth this embarrassment for the second pick? And to see Denver struggling, to see the Chargers nowhere uh, close to Super Bowl contenders and what the opportunity could have been for Vegas. With I know there's half a season left, but that is a big hole to climb out of with a super competitive AFC. Bad coaching, a lot of talent. That's been used to describe Mike McCarthy. His Dallas Cowboys fall to his former team, the Green Bay Packers, 31-28. McCarthy pregame had gone viral for that Vince Lombardi suit he wore out there and the big hug he gave Aaron Rodgers. This felt more like, okay, Rodgers has a new target now in Christian Watson. As you said in our Sunday pregame, Rodgers rising from the dead, the Undertaker gift. Dallas had a bunch of opportunities, especially late, especially in overtime. Penalties killed him. Green Bay, enough to win at the end. And that's and like, like Rogers showed leadership. Uh, who's the wide receiver that you give Christian to? Watson? Christian Watson. I'm gonna keep coming to you. Mm-hmm. Catch the touchdowns. They're coming. Like that's the like he showed leadership. It was because every other time he hasn't liked something or whatever, he's like, you hear him yelling and screaming or whatever. He showed leadership and a kid responded to him. So that could be big. Also, McCarthy's a, a sack of shit. <laughs> Such a quick fan. I mean, that's just. You the Dallas should have won that game. They should have won that game. I uh, between the Josh Allen injuries and and Mike McCarthy's freaking brain farts. I'm just gonna go cash in my cash out my my Super Bowl bets now. <laughs> I'll I'll lose the money. It's fine. Dallas, he's gonna cost him another game, maybe two well, more McCarthy at least. And I, I know the talent's there. Zeke Elliott's done. Pollard's doing well enough. It's not like oh my god, if we had Zeke, we would have won. No, no. There's a bunch of other stuff that was different in that Dallas my game. notes for that game were McCarthy blows that was my notes the Rams don't have Matthew Stafford they have an injured now Cooper Cup who might miss more than a month of the season they lose by double digits to the Arizona Cardinals 27-17 AJ Green all of a sudden finds the fountain of youth with their unreal catch one of the best if it wasn't for Justin Jefferson would have the best catch of the week Arizona still sits as a tough team to figure out it is put a fork in them they're done for the Rams they went all in last year and they are terrible now in 2022. Injuries are too much. Super Bowl hangovers too much. It's they're they're a shell of their former selves. Um, the question becomes: If you're Sean McVay, 
do you do you reload and go after it again or do you take that sweet sweet tv money that's out there waiting for you back i swear i was gonna say my take was gonna be about mcveigh and i was gonna say thank god mcveigh didn't get paid in crypto like odell beckham jr did maybe it's not too late to jump on bezos's amazon deal and just get the hell out yeah it's up to him does he want to do it again he's young does he want to take a break or does he just want to go hit tv and be done with it like I, i guarantee you john gruden even though there's rumors he's going to jump into college coaching i guarantee you john gruden's looking over and going buddy tell you what tv's a lot more fun he's gonna write whatever you want in emails and nobody says a word about it right wait a second (laughs) wait a second i was gonna say mcveigh feels like he's getting exposed here because he's always been an all-in mentality since the rams moved down to la and everyone's like oh my god sean mcveigh's mcveigh's a genius okay his team's giving him everything he wants now they have it and it doesn't feel like it's a Pete Carroll situation. I don't think it's it, but I don't blame the coaching. I don't. It's not injuries, not doing, yeah. yeah, injuries and, and again exhaustion and no picks I, for I mean, the future. Aaron Donald being in the you know the contract he's in, the fact he even came back that you kind of like look at a guy like that and go, I kind of feel bad for you, except for the fact that you got so much money. But no, McVay, what are you gonna do? The Niners defeat the Chargers in an interesting Sunday night football game. Not the most entertaining game, maybe the least entertaining game of the week that was in primetime standalone. Jimmy Garoppolo, quarterback of the Niners. Have you heard this before? Where he doesn't throw a passing touchdown, but the Niners still find a way to win. 10 and 2. 10 and 2. <laughs> Incredible stat. He doesn't throw a passing touchdown. Thank goodness they got McCaffrey in their backfield now. San Francisco. We did, we, right. Yeah, the defense is great, but we did the same thing with LA last week. Not as good as the team from last year, but they're in a far better place because they were a little bit more aggressive here at the trade deadline of bringing some players. They're only going to the Niners are only going to get better. The thing about the thing about this game is the Chargers defense played lights out, and the Niners still won. Khalil Mack looked like Khalil Mack year two or three out of Buffalo University on the Raiders. He was in the backfield whenever he wanted. He was he could hit you as hard or as soft as he felt like he did whatever he wanted whenever he wanted and they still won. So uh, by the way, the Chargers still do play the Raiders again, and if he's motivated, Carr might be in big trouble. Like he's he he looked like Khalil. You forget what a freak he is. When he wants it, he's gonna go get it, and there's, you're not gonna stop him. So the Niners are beast for winning that game. It's amazing. I think players like him have been moved around to three different franchises and he's still got that skill set there he's still relatively young i swear to this day the only reason he's not in silver and black anymore is they fired del rio i think he liked del rio the money like they didn't have the money to put up front the way they needed to for his guaranteed money but i think you find a way to make that work if you're not pissed off and he was pissed off when they clipped del rio i don't know why this is popping my head but the, the, the trade itself has a little bit of an rg3 rams move what I mean by that is like the Washington football team. I'll use that term because they were called some different back then. They got to the playoffs with RG3. Your Raiders did have more success in that window. Oh, yeah. In comparison to Chicago, and Chicago no longer has Max. So you could argue they won the deal, but you would have liked to maybe well, never move it's him. It's such a weird thing, too, because you brought in uh, Reggie McKenzie as the GM. I don't even know if that was his actual title, but he did the GM job knowing that he had to tear it down and build it back up he did that but then he didn't really have the skill set to to maintain and build more and you threw the baby out with the bathwater and just went crazy where if maybe you should have kept Del Rio I don't know I I really don't know what you know 
I love Gruden, so I, whatever happens where Gruden ends up there, I'm happy with. But um, it, the Raiders are just uh, it's not the easiest thing to love. They're the, not. The Washington Commanders close out week 10 of the NFL season with the biggest upset you could argue the entire season, maybe. The biggest shock, Larry Zock and his old buddies from the 72 Dolphins popping, popping some bottles. champagne. 32-21, really not the final score. It was... 25 21 because of that late scoop and score, scoop baby. And score trying to play around. I love a that bit. though. Every time, every single time the you know circus music breaks out and they start doing the laterals and everything, I want someone to score on that play. I don't think those plays should end until someone scores offense or defense or both. Either one, <laughs> either one. So, like when they blew it and then he's just scoops and scores, good for him. For some, I don't know who the hell he is. For some reason, that gave me an image of like a gym teacher who's yeah. hung over in school, yeah. like, I'm not blowing the whistle till somebody gets yeah. to the end of the gym. Yeah. It's time to man up, boys. Yeah. Come on. Somebody score. Uh, Washington, Taylor Heineke. What more does this guy need to do? I Fantastic. Said, said this today. You're right. Like, he's just, he, the fact that he, they fight for him. They fight for him. The, the, um, the roughing the passer. Where it was, you know, kind of questionable. He gets up, he celebrates like he threw a game, a Super Bowl winning touchdown because he knows he got his team a first down just for getting his ass kicked. Like that's the guy you want to go to battle with. He's he's legit. No, Carson Wentz, you could have been that. You're not. He's Heineke's the dude. He should be your starter. They keep grabbing these fools off the street. They had Heineke all along. Ron Rivera's mom passes away. His late mom speech he gives that Taylor Mc, uh, Terry McLaurin has to step in because it's so emotional in the locker room. They showed that on ESPN Sports Center last yeah. night with Scott Van Pelt. What a great moment! Uh, Washington is a terrible franchise. Daniel yeah. Snyder, the stadium's awful. Everything around it is awful. <laughs> DC government's coming for them. Terrible. But they found a way to continue to stay in contention, not just in the NFC East. But in the entire playoff picture at five and five, a lot of that game, I know Philadelphia is the easy team to pick on here because they blow it at home to a divisional team. Philly fan, good God, can you guys relax? Uh, we talk about great sports cities, like passionate sports cities. Here are the two things I saw from Philadelphia fan in the last 24 hours. One, halftime, I believe the score is eight nothing. Uh, halftime, it's, it's uh, 20 to 14. Okay, 2014. I had to ar- go back and check that because they were getting booed. Philly right. was getting booed right. at halftime. Right. You're undefeated. You're down by a touchdown. Relax. Time of possession was the whole <laughs> thing of this game. 40 to 20. Washington had the ball for 40 minutes. So we're not going to pick on Jalen Hurts or Smith or Brown or Miles Sand. They didn't have the ball. They're frauds. <laughs> I saw Philadelphia Sports Radio today. Frauds. They had a poll. Is it time to fire the Eagles defensive coordinator? Yes. You guys are eight and oh. oh my god. Everybody, start over. It's Stop a rebuild. Stop it, man. Tear it down. Tear it down. It's over. You lost one game. Systems broken. I mean, did they do that on purpose? They had less than 350 yards of offense, Washington. They want to fire their coordinator. I'm gonna pull up the poll. You're gonna be stuck. I was um god, I was dude. watching I don't know, I don't know what clip through. I saw a video of female reporters grabbing the guys when they're coming out, the fans. Talking about the loss. And you can tell she's just evil. Like she's happy. She's happy this is happening. And the one guy, he's you see him all the time. He's got the eagle in front of his hat and like he pulls the string and the and the eagle flaps and he scre- and he sings the fly eagle fly song. And she goes, Do you want to do that one more time? You know, for the team. And he's just like, 
because he's such an attention whore. He has to, like, he's like, here's attention. Okay, I'll still do it. But he's like fighting back tears. He can't even look at her. Handshakes, pulls the string. It's like, bye, bye. It's just like, dude, walk away. Walk yeah. away. You just, you don't need the attention that bad. But it was just great to see. I'm sorry. Eagles fans are the worst. The worst? They are the worst. Look at this. I actually pulled it up for you, Levesque. The WIP morning show. Should the Eagles fire defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon? I voted. I said no. Only, 50, only 58% of people agreed with me. Dude, I'm telling you. It is. Good God, man. Eagles fans are a bunch of Santa snowball throwing, horse shit eating weirdos. Uh, I mean, uh, listen, I'm friends with a couple of Eagles fans. And, and it's like you literally have to tell yourself, it's like, nobody's, nobody's perfect. You know, nobody's, nobody's got a problem. Everybody's got their issues. Nobody's the villain of their own story. And that's my Eagle I fan. Love that line. That's my. I'm living by it now because it lets you see things through other people's lenses. Because you realize, like, like the guy who gets drunk and picks up horse crap and eats it. The guy, the other Eagle fan who punched a, a police horse. Like they, they don't know any better. You know, they were raised with a hole in their soul. People are just trying to find misery. You don't have to, like, you don't have to six yeah, times. You, in already, great. you already like Philadelphia. I mean, ooh. I thought it was a say Philadelphia. I think of a Tom Hanks tearjerker. I don't think of a city, you know? I thought it was a fake account, and now I have to do this. You're talking about like frauds oh, and people. Twitter's what, in big trouble. Is it, is it over? Are we dead in the, in the sports media world? Is Twitter about to, like, crypto right now I, and just die? I think Elon Musk has. Either he's got a ton of money, and what is that? Truth.com, or what's the one, or the one, that, the one that just crashed? The, There's another one that crashed. Well, got Trump, two now. Trump was going to do his own. I can't remember what it was called, but it's almost like he's got another thing ready to go, and he's already got a piece of it because this paying for the blue check mark is is going to make Twitter a joke, an absolute joke, because you used to like people had to teach themselves to look for the freaking check mark. Now they got to teach themselves to look at the check mark and see if it's really the person you thought it was. Like, just giving out check marks because you paid for it is not is not the right way to do it. It's not the right way to do it at all. There's like no validity to Twitter. I think he's getting a quick cash grab and he's running into something else. The thought I believe was, hey, all these people with the blue check mark shouldn't be able to control the narrative of the world. They have too much power. We need to fight back and put the power to well, the give, people. Give the check mark to anyone who can prove that they are, they are who they say they are. Yeah. Not anyone who, like, like there's some account out there I see every once in a while, and it's based off of a joke that we made forever ago. I was probably the one who said this part. I won't, I won't burden you with that because you're trying to get a real job. Like I said, boner death. And there's, a, there's an account out there called boner death who can now pay 8 to $9 a month and get a check mark. Like can you like like if you if you're boner death and you're at boner death on Twitter and you see a blue check mark, like what are, what are, what are we trying to accomplish now? What's the deal? I just don't know how Elon Musk is rich. Stu Gotts has been on this for years. He's rich because he knows how to make money off of people on on there. FTX is the crypto company that crashed. Cade Cunningham, the number one draft pick, was connected to BlockFi. That's crashed. So Elon Musk is like going to take people. I just saw that movie. Don't he's, look he, up for the first time. He's like that character taking people. Well, he's the one he backed Doge, and every time he says, every time he says something, Doge goes up. 
So, I mean, I threw a hundred bucks in and just waiting to see, like, like I look at it the same way I look at, you know, betting the Raiders, like probably got, probably gonna lose all my money, but who knows, you know, if Elon decides that it's uh, it's worthy, I could, I could go ahead and, and get it or get it right. There's been things that have had the wave. Like I remember AOL instant messenger is just dead. Like you and I actually used that way back in the radio days is the way to connect with callers and stuff just died. MySpace just died two way pager. I never was into that. I was a little too young, but that was just like, oh, this will never go away. There are things that you would think there's never, ever going to crash. I don't know. I'm sure a newspaper, right. mail, cable, television, radio, radio. <laughs> There's certain entities, but for real, yeah, like all these entities are like, we're just too big to fail. I feel like that's been the name of a movie many a time. <laughs> it feels like Twitter and Facebook, by the way, like, oh, could you imagine Twitter just letting fake people have accounts? Oh, that would kill a social media website catfish is in like its 10th season and facebook said instagram okay so uh q and end the day we back we had a bunch of questions all right i like it let's go let's lead off with our guy tommy grouse even though he was late to the party how dare you you get first dibs tom grouse question is maybe the raiders should take a page from the colts playbook and hire you as their head coach lion king um i'd do it i mean i would i'm i'm not stupid i know i wouldn't be good at it my first thing would be to put the, my, my staff together, man. Like, I would just, like, I would look at Patrick Graham and be like, dude, who stays, who goes? Because you can see he's pissed off. Defense coordinator for the Raiders, he's pissed. He don't like anything that's going on right now. But everybody else looks like they're, they're in it. I, it's, they're not going to fire anybody. They're really not going to. I sadly am the one person with least, less head coaching experience than Jeff Saturday. Is at least like he head coached a little bit of high school. Like I, I put it on on Facebook. Like dude's got no head coaching experience. Some guy literally fired back. Well, he coached high school, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm like, I'm me. like, get get. I don't even want to talk to you. I don't even want to. I don't. I realize you're trying to like trying to make me feel a little better, but it's not. It's not gonna work. Um, I, I accept the job. Uh, I just want all the gear and a paycheck or two, and then I will um I will step down and I will name Patrick Graham the interim head coach. Ted Turner. Managed the Atlanta Braves at one point. Yeah, yeah. What you get if you have that kind of money? Screw it. Whatever. Do whatever you want. He did it. Uh, I felt like the Brooklyn Nets at one point were not just going to have a coach, but somebody on the Nets team was just going to coach him up and figure it out. Popovich let somebody do that. There was there was a game where I could have sworn Popovich let a player coach. Uh, one other thing to add about this coaching thing that I found really fun over the last few days: the media member who screams out, "Can you believe it? Can you believe they'd hire somebody for this big of a position with no experience?" And the Bill Cowers and the Joy Taylors and the Joe <laughs> Thomases of the world people are like, "Oh, you mean you guys who literally never held them?" Joy Taylor did some stuff in Miami, but right. Cower and Joe Thomas. Oh, you mean you guys who literally never did anything to get a media right. job before? Right. Not criticizing a coach who was never. Right. There's some irony that it's hard to swallow. Yeah, there, it's true, but it's like there's a lot of media jobs out there. There's only 32 NFL head coaches jobs. You should have to, should have to have a little more of a resume yeah. than than I drink with uh, the owner of the team. I thought Pat McAfee at one point might <clears> have <throat> got it. I mean, then again, I was named team president because I drank with the owner of the team. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's. But we won a championship. Right, so right, right, we're on to Richard's comment. Speaking about that, he claims our guy Hobbs. Has been taken. Um, yeah, he's over. Uh, he's he's uh, our guy Hobbs is not coming back this year. He's with the Gunslingers down in San Antonio. Oh man, um, Arthur Hobbs. He, I love that dude. He's one of my favorite people. He's he came back ripped up. He was small. I didn't recognize him. No, yeah, he's 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 a great guy. He's one of my favorite people. Um, you can't bring everybody back, and uh, he's he's going to San Antonio, and 
Gunslinger is going to be legit this year. They're going to be legit. Look out. Look out for them. I would like to take a trip to San Antonio, see the San Antonio women after Charles Barkley years ago ripped apart the San Antonio women. We can go. All I'll right. go with you. All right. As long as we don't have real jobs. Corey wrote, thank you, Chad. One of my friends, Tracy, One came in friends. and got a kitten. Yeah, so so here's the thing. Corey from Greenwich, he, it's a farm. He has barn cats everywhere. They're just out there doing it and popping out kittens. And then periodically, he will send me 16 pictures of the kittens. Want them? No, I have two cats. And, you know, some days it's too, too many. But he, then he'll put them online and get them whatever. So somebody went and got one of the kittens. So good. There's oh, a few cats. Nice, they, Corey. They're good. Yeah, Corey's, Corey's a kitten. He's a kitten peddler is I, what he is. I like this one from Ryan. It is a bit both. Brian Dayball was able to keep Allen in check. Talking about the bills here. But it's also on Brandon Bean to go get a running back. Christian McCaffrey was available on the cheap. Yeah, hmm. um, I, I can't. You can't. You can't dispute it now. Like hindsight being what it is, um, they've drafted so many running backs, and it just has no one's. No one's really caught on. Um, it just would Christian McCaffrey have got it done? I think he probably was thinking to himself, we're basically using that's like Moss and what is it, Isaiah Taylor, like Isaiah McKenzie. Um, Isaiah McKenzie is kind of that out of the backfield weapon for us. Like we use him like a gadget player. It's also it's a, it's gonna sound so stupid when I say it, but the Bills were already all in. Like the the chips are they think this is the Super Bowl team. They haven't given up as many picks as the Rams, but they think this roster is the best in the NFL. We don't have to touch anything. Like if it's the old Kanye Kobe commercial, what's better than being the best Kobe Bryant? Like the Bills thought they were there. Right. They got a little maybe too arrogant. They said, Okay, we'll figure it out. We're good enough and starting to bite them a little bit. I, I hindsight is twenty twenty. And San Francisco, I'm sure, was willing to pay a little bit more. Uh, any changes to the college football rankings tonight? Georgia one, Ohio State two, Michigan three, TCU four. TCU four. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Uh, one other. It? Give me your Heisman rankings. <laughs> I did. I'll give you this. I did update them this weekend, so I can give you. What do you do? You send them in? No, no, no. I just keep them keep going on my phone, so I remember I rank can I see guys. Your phone real quick. Do phone who dis. I just oh. found out you have the same passwords on all your social media from like 20 years ago, so I should be able to get in that phone. Shouldn't be too difficult. Uh, Brian, can oh, you actually, wrote... I already know. I know what it is. Yeah. I know you know what it is. Yeah, I just, I forgot. I actually, I can get in there. There's a poll going out of when CM Punk will appear on a podcast because in the wrestling community for like the last 10 years, a big wrestling podcast guest episode has happened. We were not included on the list. I posted at plus 690 that we should be on this list because our pal D. Scott's podcast with... The Pride of Colony, Bobby Fish is on this list at plus 1,500. Brian Kitty said, first of all, whoever made these odds doesn't know how to properly do it. Second of all, where the hell is White Heat with me and JJ? And finally, mm, 69, double crying, laughing emojis. I um, Two, two things on that. Mm-hmm. I asked, and I don't think you noticed it, um, why would we have better odds than like the Kevin Nash podcast? Um, I was going to say the Jericho podcast, but I don't hear him and Punk don't really get along. Uh, that was my first. Like, my second thing is, what's a Brian Katie? And why is it White Heat? Like, of course, of course, Punk's not going to go on the racist White Heat show. You know, oh, it's White Heat. Why is it White, Brian? Why I got to be White Heat? You know, we know what's going on over there. And I've seen that JJ guy. I'm pretty sure JJ's up to no good. 
He's up to no good. What I tell you? The sinister minister, J.J. Alexander. Is that what he calls himself? No, no, no. That's the old, uh, oh, man, I'm forgetting the manager's name now. The two of them look like an ad for dry vaginas. Oh, my God. That's what they look like. Whoa. Whoa. Brian Katie keeps coming at me. He's a married man. There he is. James Mitchell, sinister minister. Okay, there you go. Well, yeah, Katie keeps like commenting on a bunch of stuff that I'm in, so he clearly wants my attention. So now you have it. Now you have it. Who used to do that? Not Corey. Did did you know, other Matt Woods used to do this? I feel like somebody else used to just dive. We we did this like two weeks ago. Somebody was mad they weren't getting insulted or something. Well, Ryan McCarthy was commenting every five freaking seconds trying to get attention. No, oh, it was and Cam. He brought it to himself. It was Cam. He's like, oh, I did this. And you're like, Cam, why are you asking oh, to get insulted? Oh, yeah, was. no. Yeah, he was yeah. like, don't pick on me. There I'm so is. sad yeah, yeah. about the Bills. You're sadder now. Sadder now, Cam. So sad. Um, no, I, I just, listen, I, I don't know what's up with this white heat. And then we even tried to make the show better one time. We popped in on the show yeah. to help out. Yeah. And they just got weird. Like they just got all clammed up, like uh, that JJ guy. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he would uh, crack under questioning. So whatever the cops think he's done, he's done it. If you start asking, he'll break. He'll break. Go check that thing out, man. You that's some. That's, I'll tell you what. Those are some creepy dudes right there, huh? You know. You and I are at Mohawk Honda this Thursday. That's also, we sh- damn it, what? we should have dressed as other stupid shows on your stupid network for Halloween. We should have been freaking white heat. For the Halloween show, or or um or uh, was it uh, the the football in the know? Those, you know, oh, there's two guys who are screaming for attention. Those two, remember those two guys? They every every time we post something on our radio, they be like, "We also have done the same thing," and now we're doing podcasts. Hey, make sure you rate, re- review, and uh, subscribe to this crap. <laughs> Uh, Thursday will be a Mohawk. <laughs> also, don't forget, speaking of podcast, Levesque made a guest appearance on Pugsley's Pit this week. If you want to hear more Raider talk, you've made an appearance on that show to talk about He's your in Raiders. Nebraska and a, and a uh, A's fan. Yeah, and Boston Bruins. And with the Bruins, you can't pick on the Bruins right now. That's not. That's what I said to him at the end. I was like, dude, come on. I got the Michigan Wolverines. You got the Boston Bruins. After that, sports sucks for us. There's nowhere to go. Just, I just, I thank God, God of War Ragnarok's out. Great game. Great game, by the way. Uh, advice. You want some advice? Yes, it's some advice, please. Some advice. Yeah. Hey, don't uh, don't don't call attention to yourself if you look like you caused vaginal dryness and you named your show uh, white anything. 